Hey, this is Doug Sandler, producer of the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. Today, we are in for a special treat. This is a classic rewind episode. I've had a chance not only to get to know Jane Atkinson over the last many years of me being a professional speaker and now a podcast producer as well, but I got to know her guest, Chris West, too. Now, normally, this episode would be playing just as a master class presentation. However, today, Jane and Chris are actually taking a dive onto the regular podcast platform to share you this extremely valuable message when it comes to what's hot and what's not when it comes to building your demo video. This is a great episode that Chris and Jane put together. So check out today's classic rewind episode of Jane Atkinson's Wealthy Speaker Podcast with special guest Chris West. Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast, a show that offers you tips and strategies to help speakers build the business of their dreams. Now, here's your host, 30-year industry veteran and business coach, Jane Atkinson. Well, welcome everyone to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast and Master's Class. This show will be released first to our students inside the Wealthy Speaker School who will also have access to ask Chris any questions that they have about video. Lucky, lucky people that they are. Now, our topic today is all about what's current, what's hot, what is happening today in demo videos, because guess what? One year ago, we did this topic, it was not the same. So the key is that the video is working to get you booked at higher fees. Welcome back to the show, my friend, Chris West. I have missed you. I've missed you too, Jane. It's so good to see you and it's so good to connect with you. Well, we have a long history and you've done lots of lessons inside the school for us. I'm hoping some of our students will go in and check those out before they actually launch into this one. So we haven't talked in a while. A lot has changed over the past two years in our industry. Based on what you've seen and tracked with clients, what would you say is the biggest difference right now? I love that question. I will tell you, I think the first question always is for everyone right now in their speaking business to ask themselves, do they see it better or do they see things worse than it was two years ago? Right. Mm -hmm. So two years ago, a lot of events, things were wrapping up. A lot of people were growing really, really strong businesses. Then all of a sudden for at least 12 months, you know, we saw complete no events whatsoever. So are we better now? Or are we worse? And what I would say is that I see and I've seen from all of our clients and especially the way that we're creating videos now, it being a lot better. Mm. Can I can I tell you why I see yes, it's a lot better? Please, I want to hear first, your thoughts. Well, I, wait. I, I agree with you, but I want to yeah, hear you tell me, you gotta tell me why you see it better. I that. believe that the last period of COVID has offered offered up opportunity for people to do their business in a way that they can decide what's perfect for them. And I have a lot of clients who have no interest in going back to the road warrior life and kudos to them. But this gives us choices. This gives us opportunity. And guess what? You can do three virtual events in one day. Hello. We have some clients, I think people that we share as clients who are earning more right now. So this is a great land of opportunity as far as I can see. I love that. Exactly. That's exactly the way I think about it. I mean, I think it's so funny if we all think about this. Can you imagine a year or two ago telling someone after a keynote, hey, that was the opening. It's created awareness. It's created a shared language and it's inspired people. What if we do four virtual sessions now? 
They would say, are you kidding? No, we're not going to get our people together and do virtual. And no, we're not going to do this. And no, we're not going to do that. The thing that has changed, and this is what I would say is happens now with almost every one of our clients, is that the amount per engagement, if chosen, can be four or five times as high as it normally was before because companies are looking for not just speakers who will come in and do their event, but if it's the right kind of speaker and if you have a process for people to follow post keynote, which most of our clients do. And if you don't have that, you know, it's really the way to make your you know, business sustainable through any environment, right? right? Is that you now have this incredible ability to say keynotes are just the beginning, right? And with IASB this year and other stuff, we've heard this, we know that events are coming back big time. I mean, mm-hmm. people cannot wait to get together again. At the same time, This is an incredible time where if you have your business designed, where the keynote is the starting point, and then there's a way in which you can work with their team three or four weeks following it. And there's a lot of different business models we can talk about, but that's what's changed so much is that you now can say the keynote's the opener and then let's implement it. And it's not consulting. It's not getting in the weeds. It's saying, now let's then I'll meet with your leadership team for one session then I'll work with your senior leaders for another, you know, sorry, your like direct managers throughout the organization. Or if it's a sales thing, it's then I'll work with your lead sales people throughout the country or your sales manager. And when clients find out that the keynote is just the beginning and you can help them reach an outcome, not just do the event. What we're seeing over and over is that many of our clients now where an event used to be somewhere between say 12,500 and 25K, clients are w- much more willing to spend 40 to 60K per engagement if you have it set up right and the keynote is just the beginning. Mm. Now we call that when we do the, I've been traveling around, (laughs) traveling around, virtually traveling around to NSA chapters. And so we've been talking about that exact thing, moving from transaction, one speech, one date, here's your money, to transformation where it actually affects major change. And I need to give you big, big props for planting that seed in my mind. In my mind, many moons ago, I believe it was, Chris, during our brand camp. You and I did a four-week brand camp at the beginning. And I may get a little emotional talking to you about this because you suggested it. So March happened, And then you came to me and said, hey, let's do something together. People need to hear from us right now. And I was still in a state. I was in a state of fear. I was in a state of doubt. I was in a state of worry. And you, my friend, pulled me up into brand camp week one. I was not there. Thank you very much. I was (laughs) me on the screen, but I was not there. Week two, I showed up. Week three, four, now Jane's back. Okay, thank you very much. You helped me really shift my mindset away from the fear and more to where we typically live day to day. And I just owe you a huge debt of gratitude. I've told this story to hundreds of people over the course of the last year, Chris. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, you're gonna make me cry. (laughs) Also, during brand camp, I think put this idea together about moving from transaction. I call it transaction to transformation. I can't remember what you called it. But, and, and this has been huge for the clients. And I know we have someone in common, Shola Richards was just on the uh, podcast not too long ago. And he talked about doing this exact idea. Love it. Love it. Love it. This is, you know. Well, and Jane, can I, 
can we talk just for a moment more about this? Because I think it's something that most people say, sure, I mean, I get behind that. I love that idea. But the thing is this, I want to share a story which will drive it home. I was just in Hawaii with for my parents-in-law's 40th anniversary, and I was talking to my brother-in-law, who is a lawyer, and he's a lawyer at the EPA, and the EPA paid for a speaker to do six weeks of sessions with them. So the speaker came in. She's a former lawyer. She shared her story about getting really burnt out, not feeling like she wanted to practice law anymore, falling in love with meditation and mindset training, really going through that process with her, how much it changed in her life. Mm-hmm. And then the EPA paid for one hour for six weeks for her to then do follow-up sessions with the lawyers and whoever wants to attend can attend. And I said to him, if the lady had came and spoken for 60 minutes and left, would you have implemented this? And he goes, no, I wouldn't. But now I'm meditating every day and he's in a very stressful environment and it's the follow-up that made the biggest difference. And here's what I would say. I don't know why so many people in our profession have that desire to come in, speak and leave right? It's like, I want to come in, give the keynote and walk away. When a keynote can only do three things, a keynote can inspire, it can create a shared language so that the whole organization now has this new way of thinking, and it can create an awareness that wasn't there before. But if we think that we're going to come in for 60 minutes, leave, and then people are going to just go out and completely transform their lives, they need the guidance for how to make it happen, right? And if you can build your keynote around when I speak on my keynote and shows a perfect example, he talked about three main things. Then when he started doing it with clients where he said, that's the opening. And then I can help you implement those three things by doing you know, this, this, and this. And they heard the path. So many people said, we want that. And what's so great is that more organizations today are saying, we've done the events in the past. We still want the events. We still want the speaker. But if you have or present to them an idea that's tailored to what they're trying to achieve in their work, you're going to create real impact. And the feeling of both starting with the keynote, feeling the joy of being on stage, feeling all the great stuff about a big room and all the things you create when you're in a keynote, which can only be done in a keynote, and then following it up after, and then watching people tell you, this is changing my life and here's how, it's far sweeter, far better in your business, and you make a lot more money doing it. Like <laughs> It's transformational for everyone, really. The totally. The clients get the, they see incredible differences because you're actually showing them how to implement your idea. Yes. Yes. That's it. Mm. And so it's something I, if you're not doing it now, that's the thing I'd love if you're listening now is to say, okay, how can I offer my keynote being the opening? Right. And virtual has created that. And I will tell you, that is the big you know, part of all this is that we create videos with that in mind now. And that's been the biggest difference. If you ask me what's the biggest difference in the last two years, that's the difference. Okay. So let's think about what needs to be identified on the video. And I think what we'll do is put two or three videos that you would like to recommend. I would love to include Cassandra's. You know that Mm -hmm. I Cassandra's mom actually came to my recent 30-day challenge. (laughs) I just bowed down to her. I don't know what you did to raise this child, but she is a rock star. So I hold Cassandra and Shola up for the world to see. And these are clients of yours, Chris. People who come to me who have been to see you already are ready to rock and roll. And that makes me very, very happy to be able to work with that. So we will put a few in the show notes a few examples, but let's just kind of break it down and talk about how did you do that? Like you're still trying to tell 
kind of one central story and keep one central message. Am I right? Absolutely. So it really comes down to three layers. The first layer that we are always asking with everyone we work with is, what is the absolute number one problem you're best at helping your clients solve? And when I ask that question, what's the number one problem you're able to help your clients solve? Most people will give the solution. So they'll say something like, you know, I'm able to help them gain clarity. I'm like, nope, that's a solution. Mm-hmm. What's the opposite of clarity, right? So you can't let yourself ask. So the first thing you would do if you're listening to this is you get a sheet of paper out and you just start writing. What are the main problems I'm able to help my clients solve? And then you just say, okay, what's the problem behind that problem? What's the problem behind that problem? Until you know it's one of the main things that is the problem. So first you're clear on that. The second is, then what's the best outcome I'm able to help my organizations? You know, if they hear my keynote, what's possible if they implement this? So you've got your far left side of your sheet of paper, my problems, far right side of your paper, your outcomes. And then the question is, what are the steps, macro, big steps that an organization needs to do to get there? Right. And so if you can map that out, and I'll give you a great example because it's a mutual client of ours, Ozan Verrill, who was on the podcast, who's a you know former rocket scientist, great guy. When he first was, we were working together, his keynote had seven ideas in it. It was right. the seven ways to think like a rocket scientist. Right. And what I told him is obviously, you know, that's too many steps for a brain to process in a 60 minute keynote. And he was like, you're totally right. I've been trying to think about it. And so I, I just asked him like, what would the first thing be? And in a, a series of 60 minutes, we really identified it was already there, the four main stages that needs to a company needs to go through. And then the keynote adjusted to really hit on those four main stages a keynote needs to do. And then after he can work with that organization through each of those stages. Now, again, it's just in presentations. It's first the keynote and then maybe one week or one month, it's that first stage. How do we get back to first principles thinking in his situation? Right. And many, many uh, keynoters, uh, they speak on innovation, they speak on leadership, they speak on communication skills, right? Everyone you're listening to this, you've got your thing you speak on. If an organization got four weeks with you, the question is, what would you do in each one of those presentations that made the impact? And if you have that built, this happens to us all the time. Shola's a great example. We finally identified those things. He had it on a sticky note and he had it because we were sending it to him with the email. He didn't have the link. And so, a client called right after that call and yeah, they, they out right beside them. And seriously, he, they said they were quiet. And then they said, that sounds exactly like what we need. How much is that? And he didn't know. He's like, I don't know. So he <laughs> said a, a six figure number and they were like, done, just send over the contract and we'll send you, we'll send a payment. And he was like, he was like, oh my gosh. And then a week later, another client did the same thing. And it was for all their campuses. So it was a high, it was a six figure, but in a big way. And he was called me freaking out. And he was like, Chris, holy crap. Like all we do is tell them the steps after the keynote and people want it. And that's the biggest difference that's happened since COVID is that people are looking for real. They have people who are not engaged. They have people who are leaving them. They have people. And if you can help them solve the problem, not get in the weeds and consult, teach them, your teachers and guides, turn every presentation you have as an option into four or five, and you are going to make a greater impact. And yeah. yeah. Beautiful. And a lot of our students were talking to them about developing these things, even in the early days of their business, so that they can have, you know, a lot of them already have a book. Okay, let's make sure we're kind of building that in and maybe we can take them through the chapters in the book for in some sort of deep dive fashion. You've got it right there. If you've got 10 chapters in the book, you've got 10 follow-up 
programs. Okay, but there is a little bit of a rub here for people who are emerging, just kind of getting started, Chris. They're having trouble putting together that live in-person footage. So what would you suggest is a temporary solution while we're waiting? And I want to back up to something you said earlier about 2022. I use the term pent up demand all the time. I really do believe that like things as soon as we're in the clear, uh, clearly we're not yet quite. But as soon as we're in the clear, I feel like things are going to be skyrocket for a lot of people. So, yeah, what should we do kind of in the interim? I think the main thing is you always just need to be proactive in building something now so you're ready for later. And I think too many people are waiting for certain things to be done, waiting for that stage, waiting for the whatever. And I will tell you that the most successful clients I've ever seen in the speaker industry, and this is actually true, they, it's the, in the book, Think and Grow Rich, that they did the study. So it was a long time ago, but it's still true across the board is you look at the top most successful people in business throughout the history of the United States. That's the way they did the study. The number one factor they found out of the thousands of qualities was people who were proactive. They just got it done. Right. And it's the same thing with uh, the seven, you know, highly effects. But the thing is, is that I have clients who will say, Hey, I don't have anything on the books yet or whatever, but I think I want to get started on this work now. I want to do these things now. And a great example was that like a mutual friend of ours, Cassandra wanted to create a state of the art video that hadn't been done before to show how the future of the video speaking was doing. And she invested in that right before the video got done a day before she got the largest like nationwide tour opportunity in the history of her business. And it was done exactly two days before. Now, if she had waited for that opportunity to knock on the door, and this is what I believe, I think the universe conspires all around us to help us get whatever we want, but you have to take inspired action. So you first have to have the desire and then you take steps to get it. And I think too many people are waiting for things to be perfect. So for example, we have rented stages and built stages for almost every one of our client videos over the last 18 months. And we mixed it with their older footage, but all that new content around that new way that they do it, right? A great example is we'll put Ozon Verils as a great example of that video because it does show the four steps, but he had great footage before, but there weren't laid out in those four ways before. So we, we in a really great way, so it looks totally natural, built that bigger stage, put that in there, and then we mixed it in with the previous footage. So you got that new messaging in it, how it is those four stages or three steps or different parts that you walk the organization through. And right. boom, that makes all the difference in the world. So just to kind of verbally help you visualize what Cassandra's video, and I please, I've shown it to a couple of people and I said, look, I'm not asking you to be like her. <laughs> She's got <laughs> contagious enthusiasm and it, I just don't want anybody to really compare their year one with her year, whatever it is, six or seven or something. So please know that this is like the high, we're showing you where the bar is very, very high, but you transition from live presentation into a studio and you've got the people on the screen, Brady Bunch style there, and she's telling them to do things, but she's walking step by step through the process on the video. So the video has kind of one message that it's following. Here's my formula for success. Now she helps companies that are going through a lot of change. That's kind of mm -hmm. her, her thing. Right. So here are the three steps for doing that. Boom, boom, boom. And she, and Chris is showing her in various setups, 
And I think that that's just fantastic to be able to really show your client what's possible. Because hopefully many of you already have a local studio in your back pocket that you can pop out to and say to the client, we're going to rent this studio, I'll build it into my fee, whatever it might be. Absolutely. But the key is, is that this doesn't have to be, I want to give an example. Shep Hyken's video is a great other example where his change model that we built is essentially what does he do before the keynote? What does he do during? And what does he do after? Mm-hmm. And it's something where it before that wasn't being told in his video. Okay. So it was just a speaker video. You know, most speaker videos are still just speaker videos. They're just clips back to back to back. And you, if someone can watch it and most people will tell you, event players say all the time, I want to see the person speak. I don't want your fluff. I don't want your, your polished, beautiful speaker video. I want 10 minutes of you talking or 30 minutes of you talking. And I know what I want to know. At the same time, when you use a lot of speaking footage in, so it's still a speaker video, but you're curating the story start to finish of the idea and the story they want to know about you by the time you leave. This is the challenge. Most people have not written down, I want them to know I helped them with this problem. I'm going to hawk them through these steps and I'm going to help them get this outcome and know that from the beginning before they go into their video so that they can then through either the titles as you say it on, on stage, and just so you guys know, titles are the current version of voiceovers where we used to be like, Jane Atkinson works you with, you know, worth you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> titles now say that. Okay. The video says Jane specializes in blank. So think about titles as a voiceover. You write out the storyline and you then show them doing that. It will make all the difference in the world. And for example, Shep's video was before chapter one during chapter two, after chapter three. And when it was done in those three chapters, his bookings, and it was not just his bookings because he was already in an incredible place and Shep's a very, very established, incredible speaker, but his he was able to literally charge more per engagement because people were like, I didn't know you did all of that, right? And he had already been doing it, but now the video showed the stages. And just FYI, he is a customer service and experience expert. So basically he was laying out, well, this is what the experience is with us. Colleen Francis, I just saw her speaking on the Caps main stage yesterday or the day before, and she used a term, Chris, decision confidence. Mm-hmm. We need to, sh- so go back and look at your video, look at your marketing materials, your website, and ask the question, am I giving my buyers confidence that they're making a good decision in me. Yep. And too many people, I mean, we're just still holding true to the idea of that speaker demo reel, which is that traditional thing of, I put a bunch of my best speaking clips together and I'm very good on stage. So you should book me, right? They have, they have hundreds of people that they're choosing between now and hundreds. And you know, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of speakers, but for one event, they have hundreds. And then an event planner in general, their job is to get you in front of that decision maker, right. put the short list together. The decision maker knows what kind of challenges they're struggling with. And if your video is not 100% clear about the problem you solve and the outcome you deliver and the steps you're going to take them through backed up by speaking clips, you will not be as effective of as another video that does the same thing. And so, you know, again, because we write out and storyboard every one of our videos from start to finish for our clients. The video is done before we ever film. And this is the difference that most people do. They have an editor either take a documentary style approach, just pull the best clips and put them back to back, or 
they tell their editor, put this clip here, put this clip here, put this clip here, but you're not telling a story from start to finish in your video. And then when it's put next to another video, unconsciously, the person doesn't know why, but they're going with the other one. And it's because they feel more clear about the decision. Mm. I cannot wait. You are doing a video for me, my friend. <laughs> I am so excited now that I've talked to you again. I'm really so excited. <laughs> now, for our listeners, when creating a new speaker demo reel, what advice do you want to give them? They're starting from scratch. It doesn't matter if you're starting from scratch or if you're an established speaker. The number one thing is, and Jane's great with this. I'm good with it. There's a lot of people, a lot of people who help you can get clear of this. Someone has to pull out of you your story in a way that you then write that story out in the video. Because I will tell you, the first thing that the video needs to have is showing the problem you solve. Hmm. That's the first thing the video needs to have. It doesn't need to have a laugh line. It doesn't need to have blank, blank, blank that people told you. It needs to show the problem you solve. And you can do that by telling a story from the beginning, or you can do that from a dynamic part that really speaks to it. But it has to show first the problem you solve and who you're best at working with. And then second, it can then tell parts of your story and why you're qualified to do it. So first you say, hey, you, what you do is really, really valuable to me and I can help you with it. And then you say, here's why. So start by identifying the problems you're best at solving and the process you're able to help people with and the outcome you're able to help them achieve, which I know is easier said than done, but articulate that first. And those are only three stages. One is problem you solve. Two is the outcome you do. And then three, what's the steps in between? Right. Then you're going back and saying, do I have any footage that backs that up? Maybe, maybe not. Or do I need to do a, a big keynote stage? Again, a theater, you can rent it for $500 a day right? You can get these things going and there's plenty of videographers in every spot. If you want to find a good videographer, you can always use Thumbtack. If you're in the States, Thumbtack is a great way to find videographers and you can look at their portfolio and see which ones you like and then rent the space, get this on video. But first, number one, get your story clear first, problem you solve, outcome you create and the steps in between. And that's going to make the biggest difference. I love that. And if you are doing something like that and you want to take it one step further and actually run your own showcase, bring people in. They're doing people in, if they're doing people in theaters in your hometown then bring people in. And even if you don't capture them on video, you might actually capture them contributing and laughing or whatever it might be. And I think that could be really powerful too. I remember Glenna Salisbury, I've told this story a few times, talking about how she put 200 people into a hotel room 30 years ago and can track back probably 70 or 80% of her business all to that one showcase that she did where she just basically did her thing, probably got a great video, but also showed everybody what she was capable of. So with or without people talk a little bit about how to shoot the virtual. What is a tip? We all have a setup, right? What's mm -hmm. a tip for how to show you doing your thing on virtual? I love I think the, on Cassandra's, but clearly not everybody can do that. I was yeah, not. but I mean, I'll just say this is that we also helped Cassandra set up her virtual studio. Mm -hmm. And when people get online with her and she does a virtual studio or presentation from her home, people always say, is that a fake background? Because she's using a Sony AS5 as a camera, which doesn't matter if you guys you know know that or not. But 
with a nice lens that's got a shallow depth of field. And it looks like her background is a blurred out version of a really nice thing, but it's actually her room. And every single part of it has been curated perfectly to look wonderful. And we intentionally created that space, right? Now, here's the thing is, but we didn't use any of those in her new speaker demo reel. We use that space in the virtual video, if she wanted just a pure virtual video. But in the hybrid thing, we showed the different times where she's presenting hybrid style, which is what people are going to be starting to do now. It's like, we're going to hold events again, but we're also going to make it available to everyone who chose not to get vaccinated or doesn't want to be vaccinated or does not, is still nervous about coming in groups. Mm-hmm. All of this is going to be available now because they've gotten so used to it. We can just stream this at the same time, right? I'll be speaking in a SALA this weekend. I'll be speaking to the room and yet they'll be available for everyone online, right? This is our new world. So we focused in on if we're going to show anything virtual, let's show a place where she's gone into a professional studio in one way or another, or they've I've worked with a, a company to do that. And there are so many studios in town who will gladly, for $1,000, let you come in for a few hours and mm-hmm. just film there, film your virtual event. You don't do it in your home. It's just not going to translate. People are kind of bored. You know, it'll work for that, but We've all studios. seen this too often, I think, maybe. This is where the Zoom fatigue comes in. But one of the things that she did, she showcased her engaging the home audience during a live in-person performance. And that was really just phenomenal. And I think that's probably what a lot of people, they kind of forget about the people at home because they're so excited to be back in person that, and you showed that beautifully on the demo. Well, and that's what we're going to all do now is where everyone on stage is going to have to tailor out their keynotes to say one thing to the room and another to those online. You know, right now, because I'm preparing to present to the chapter in LA, I've been thinking with each of my points because I just teach. I don't believe I, for me, everyone's different, but I have to have them doing work there because I don't Mm -hmm. think they're actually going to go back and implement this unless they've actually done the work while we're together. Um, I have thought, okay, this is what the people in the room can do. And then this is what I'll tell the people at home to do, which are different. Because in the room, they're going to pair up, but at home, I'm going to have them do something else. And so we all have to start thinking about how we're going to engage both audiences. It's totally okay. This is a fun new thing, but the video has to show that too now. Right. That's a really good point. Well, Chris, if people want to get in touch with you, what should they do? How's the best way to connect with you these days? It's still always just uh, videonarrative.com. Videonarrative.com. Yeah. You know, our team's really good at responding. Anybody who does that and just, yeah, connect with us. I will tell you always, there are so many videographers out there who's so talented. The first speaker ever to call me saw a video I did and saw, well, that person knows what to do. Right. And then I was such a quick student on what would make a good video. I already knew how to tell stories. And I just applied that to the speaker industry at the time. This was many years ago, almost nine years ago today. And, and you went um, all in on speakers. Oh yeah. I mean, cause I, I love working with people who are changing the world. Right. So, but that's the part you and I've talked about a lot of times past interviews, you got to choose your niche or your distinction. And I am 100% from day one. I've never done any work for nine years with someone who didn't first come in as a professional speaker, I've done really cool brand videos. But the thing is that the CEO had first brought me in to help him or her develop their speaker business. And then they said, could you do this for that? Unless there's something related to a speaking business, I don't do. And that's the thing is most people are like, they say, can you do this topic? It's like, uh, yeah, I can do that topic. That is the wrong answer. You should always say, I'm not an expert in that. I know three speakers who are make those referrals because then the client's going to go, okay, what is the thing you can help us with? You want to be known for one thing more than anything. But long story short with that is 
there are many video, talented videographers out there. You do not necessarily need to find me, but you can work with someone like Jane. You can work with me. You can do anything because with the formula, get your formula right. We call it a change model. You cut a formula, get your process right, and then have a storyteller help you share that on stage. We're dedicating an entire month to the formula coming up. I'm looking at my calendar. I think it's in August. I'm super excited about that. Maybe we'll, I know you've talked about the change formula. Change, is that what you call change, it? We call it change model, but change either model. way, change model. Uh, we have that inside the Wealthy Speaker School that people can go back to as the masterclass. Chris West, okay, so just as a little aside, the the internet went out in the building that you're in and you still made this work for us today. My school thanks you. The Wealthy Speaker students are so lucky to have you continue to be a master with us. Our podcast listeners, thank you. Once again, you've just laid down some brilliant gold for us. Thanks, Shane. So good to be with you. Do we have time to say one more thing or should we, we should wrap it up? Go ahead. Okay. You and I talk about this a lot, but I will tell you whether you're new or you're developing something new, the biggest difference of all things. And I just was, I left an interview this morning and we, with a person who did this, who scaled multi hundred million dollar companies doing the same thing is that where your daily mind is and daily thoughts are, is where your body will follow. Mm. And I just would say the question is, do you have a ritual in your day every day where you're even tracking it? There's a little app called Habitly, Habit with an L-Y, where you can just click yes if you did it, where you are visualizing as you feel it, feel it as if it's happened yet, like already, because your brain cannot tell the difference. And what happens is it starts, it starts sending out certain electrical signals, they are energy. It's a little woo for most people, but it starts you're sitting talking, out. You're talking all my language here right I know, now. but the thing is, is that every bit of the success that I've ever had, and for most of our people, you're doing it unconsciously, and some are very intentional about it, they're visualizing where they want to go. And then all of a sudden, the most weird, unique events happen to make it happen. My thing is, are you every day seeing where you're going to be next? I don't miss a single day without doing that. Because that has made all the difference in the world. And with everything you're doing, that's the number one thing. Be visualizing every day what you're trying to achieve and you will be there. I love it. Thank you so much, Chris West, my friend. I love hanging out with you and I can't wait to do it again in person sometime soon. And for those of you listening in, hey, let us know if you have loved what Chris is dropping as much as I have. Thank you so much again, Chris. And with that, we will say... See you soon, Wealthy Speakers. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. If you need help building the speaking business of your dreams, head over to WealthySpeakerSchool.com and take advantage of our 20-minute next step call. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast.